0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello. This week, I'm talking to scientist, journalist, and activist, Dr. Alfredo Carpanetti. He's going to talk to us about being an out-and-proud scientist, finding your tribe, and what really goes on at scientific conferences.
1: To be honest, I would say that uh, I downloaded Grindr when I went for my first um, conference in Glasgow, and it was a revelation.
0: You're listening to Probably True. Please be aware that this podcast may contain strong language and adult themes. It would be boring without them.
1: All right, so based on some of the last guess. I sort of want to talk about uh, community, mm-hmm. about how we look and found communities, but also about the masks that we have on and that we keep having even once we found a community. So I'm a scientist uh, and I am uh, a gay man. When I was doing my PhD, I knew a few gay people. There were, to be honest... I was at Imperial College London, which is a scientific university, and uh, some. I was always involved with the uh, queer society there. I was president uh, one year as well. So I knew that there were queer people in science. I never knew there were queer people in science that were older than me, that were senior people, that uh, they've been there.
0: So it was all just hot young scientist twinks at your university?
1: <laughs> well, it was... Uh, like, undergrads and are PhD students, uh, but I'm not going to either deny or <laughs> confirm that. <laughs>
0: Sorry, carry on.
1: No, that's it's absolutely fine. It's a fair comment. And, like, I knew by the end of my PhD, I knew a one person who I followed on Twitter and uh, liked pretty much everything he posted because it was a gay professor of astronomy and... Uh, When I met him randomly at an event uh, in Parliament uh, where I was just doing a presentation for the Science Technology Council, I was just uh, sort of built myself up that I was going to just go and introduce myself and be charming and everything. And uh, Peter just replied with like, yes, I know who you are. You like every single thing that I post. Wow. Which was uh, devastating in the moment. But then I thought, oh, you notice me.
0: Okay. And, um, <laughs> and it's fine. <laughs> Slight a- edging into stalker territory here, but let's carry on, see no, where this we're goes. Friends.
1: We're, fr- we're friends now, but no, this is not the story.
0: Does he know that you're friends
1: now? Yes, we've... Okay. Mean. Yes. It's all about making an impression. Anyway, the story. So, what I want to talk about is the LGBT stamina. So... This is the largest meeting of uh, LGBTQ plus scientists and engineers in the world, and happens uh, in the UK. And it was started by Dr. Beth Helen in summer 2014, randomly on Twitter. And when it started, actually, she just wanted a seminar in which she was just other queer people, and then we can all go to the pub. It was an excuse to actually meet up and i was among the first conversation i kept seeing this popping up on twitter and it was uh, very nice seeing seeing this uh, sort of uh, starting it and uh, she was like oh would people like to come and give a talk about their work uh, and i went pretty much uh, i'll do it but only for the attention so when it actually happened in uh, january 2016 it was an incredible event there were 80 people attending i met so many other queer people that uh, were doing brilliant science, they were phenomenal engineers, uh, and that was great. I never experienced something like that. Over the course of the following year, I sort of stumbled into what is now my second job, uh, which is not paid. I run uh, uh, Pride in STEM, which is a charitable trust uh, working on uh, supporting and showcasing LGBTQ plus people in STEM.
0: Just before you go on, STEM. What's STEM?
1: STEM, good point. STEM is science, technology, engineering, and maths.
0: Oh, cool. All right, all the brainy people subjects. Uh, <laughs> I've got an arts degree. It's all the brainy stuff for me.
1: Should they describe all the arts people as all the talented uh, bunch stuff?
0: No, we're all the arty-farty, floaty ones. You know, we just colour in and do interpretive dance.
1: Well, to be honest, geologists also do a lot of colouring in.
0: Yeah, but that's not real science. That's just messing around in the muck.
1: And, uh, I don't know, licking rocks.
0: Yeah. That's, that's Anyway, enough enough it, the, of that it, pseudoscience. It, it,
1: yes. <laughs> yeah, um, my geologist friend will make me pay for that. <laughs> so, and again, it's something that uh, I stumbled on uh, with a few friends. We just wanted to march at uh, London Pride. And uh, to march at London Pride back then, you need to have a website and a sort of ethos. Uh, and uh, obviously a name and everything. And so we wanted a, a walking group that it was, queer scientists. So what can we do? And we started it. and within a few days of having that online people start getting in touch for advice which I was just like i have literally no expertise on this i i just want to march along the pride i i don't know it's it's very complicated uh, uh, for me to suddenly be it it felt very much above my pay grade because i just wanted to be with my friends along the pride and i had no why should anyone listen to me since uh, it's like i don't have the right advice didn't want to give advice when i was just uh, guessing so over the course of the few months between uh, the application and pride Uh, We actually started getting together like resources that we could get from Stonewall, from other organizations worldwide, and giving advice and everything. And at that point, uh, I sort of felt that there was uh, something that we can do more. And a few people suggested, oh, we should turn this into a charitable trust uh, so people can give you money, which people don't, uh, but uh, we are a charitable trust. (laughs) (laughs) We're very poor, like... uh, there are stories about people trying to get us uh, uh, defunded. Mostly turfs, uh, which, if you don't know, they're uh, trans-exclusionary radical feminists.
0: So they the, they call themselves feminists, but they oh
1: yes, you can't see it because this is a. Uh... Audio uh, medium, <laughs> but I'm doing a lot of quotation marks.
0: Yeah, so they're they're the ones who call themselves feminists and say that trans women aren't women. Essentially, that's their yeah. argument because they haven't grown up as women or something.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it? it's complete um, nonsense. Uh, they claim absurd things like there are only two sexes in humanity, which we know is not the case. Uh, that there are only two genders, which we definitely, definitely know is not the case because there are people with lived experience. But it's... It's uh, complete nonsense. But uh, obviously, we support uh, the entire LGBTQ plus community. So we got on their wrong side. And they thought that all these big labs that uh, sort of like, like our stuff or tweet our stuff uh, were like giving us money. And which was hilarious uh, that... <laughs> I would just like seeing them like, oh, yes, let's email all these people and tell them to stop giving them money. And I'm just like, okay, maybe they'll realize that they're not giving us money and they want to give us money. You know what? There's no such thing as bad publicity. Then they went on for about two weeks uh, of hate comments. But you know what? Uh, Yeah, I sincerely don't give a fuck and better that they bother me than they target uh, vulnerable, uh, trans and non-binary person. So back to the story, because I tend to digress a lot. Uh, (laughs) So at the time, I just felt that uh, it would make sense if we sort of formalize uh, a little bit more the group. Uh, And we went back uh, to the second LGBT stamina. And that is, uh, I think, the fulcrum of the story. Well, I enjoyed the, the first one very much. I presented it, uh, and I knew a lot of people that presented. There were a lot of uh, PhD students uh, that I heard of or that I was friends with, so it was great to see them like uh, in front of us uh, with uh, being so talented and being so uh, wonderful telling us about their science, their work. It was great. Uh, when the second one uh, came around, uh, and it was uh, a lot more popular, a lot busier, in a bigger venue, and with a lot of people that uh, I didn't know, I started noticing something. From the most accessible talk to the most complex talk, and we had some that were, you have to struggle, it was absolutely wonderful to see that uh, everyone was relaxed. And we didn't experience that uh, the first year. At least uh, I had people saying, oh, Say to me that I looked very relaxed and I was very like upfront about uh, everything, but it comes easier for me being very upfront about being queer in science uh, during my PhD. It's very difficult because for most people, it's not very visible being queer. Uh, so the way I designed it uh, in my talks uh, is that I make mentions, uh, since I'm lucky that uh, my husband is a phenomenal video editor and animator and... Uh, He's cute too. I know. Uh, I'm very blessed. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> uh, I always mention that the animation in my talks uh, are done by my husband. Oh. All the time, Yeah. But it's also a good thing to just say, ha, you see?
0: I suppose that makes sense because in science and stuff, the science doesn't care who's doing it. Essentially, like the, the results aren't going to change because, yeah, because you've got a husband rather than a wife or exactly. no one at all. Yeah.
1: yeah. And people say that I felt uh, more relaxed and everything. And, I didn't feel it. I felt that I wanted to be very good and impress people and everything. But when I was uh, in the audience, uh, when I was uh, uh, with all these amazing people, I just realized something that in in a place that uh, all these people knew that they were surrounded by supportive queer people, the thing that was missing... It was this sort of mask that we put on for the benefit of the straight world. And even the people that were the most nervous about telling us about their science, uh, because maybe they were a junior researcher, they were early PhD students, after a while they were just so relaxed. And that has been getting better year after year. So much that I was asked to do some consultation for uh, the last one, in which I, as a science communicator, had to prep the speakers. And so i it, it was good fun. Uh, but a lot of the speakers actually wanted that. But seeing them speak the day after, so this was the Thursday, and uh, the summer is the uh, second Friday of January. Seeing them speak, I was just like, why did they want me there? They didn't need me. They were all so brilliant. And again... The thing that I kept telling them was just relax because there is an environment that will be interested, uh, welcoming. Even the most complicated talks, there were people in that field that were fascinated and interested and asking questions. And I never experienced anything like it in any other scientific uh, uh, conference, even in places in which was just about a very specific field and subset. And I feel that uh, although there's, clearly such a huge issue for our community of how much, how out we are, how out we present ourselves. Because personally, in certain environments, I want to be gay enough that a fellow queer can tell that I'm gay. But at the same time, I don't want to have people that can threaten me find out. So we are tightrope walkers trying to balance how much we're out. But I think there is uh, this kind of mask, especially in the scientific worlds, uh, can be seen in every single underrepresented group. We're all trying to uh, aspire to be this ideal that, I don't know, It probably would look like uh, an old, white, straight male.
0: (laughs) That's how you do science. You have to be old and white and straight (laughs) and male.
1: Yeah. But Seeing the stamina happening, and now um, in general, is going to be the fifth edition. It really showed that uh, when you build a community and you create an environment that is supportive, an environment that is non-judgmental, you really can create uh, something which people can thrive. And just think, from when Beth uh, started it, it has grown so much. And it's worldwide. If you're just curious about it, you can Google... Um, or search on Twitter the hashtag LGBT stem or LGBTQ stem. You see how many hundreds, if not thousands, of people are involved in this. And I just find it so wonderfully heartwarming that uh, for as many ills have social media brought into the world, that uh, there is something wonderful that can happen, and that it can create and can foster, and it can make.
2: JD Power
1: ranks Sleep Number number 1 in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit
2: jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
0: So, would you say before you started this, when you get together with other astrophysicists, because that's your Mm -hmm. discipline is astrophysics. So when you get together with other astrophysicists who maybe you know, or maybe you know of their work, but you don't know them well, do you feel slightly uncomfortable in that situation in that you don't know them well enough to know whether you can be out at them?
1: Well, I made the very conscious uh, decision that I would never, ever go back into the closet. But it comes with uh, uh, the privilege that I have. I have a, a very supportive family. I have a, I have a good job. I can afford to be as out uh, as I possibly can uh, without fearing any threat to uh, my livelihood and uh, to what I care about. So there's never been a conference in which I felt that, uh, oh, I cannot be out here. It's, in every conferences, uh, apart from uh, one I attended that was in China... I seek uh, to see if there were um, organized LGBTQ plus events or something similar. Or back in the days, going on Grinder, I like am at the conference. <laughs> I would actually. I mean, it's a networking
0: app, apparently.
1: To be honest, I would say that uh, I downloaded Grindr when I went for my first um, conference in Glasgow, and it was a revelation. Because I was very good at the conference and not for any other reason. (laughs) Networking.
0: Of course, of course. Yeah, you were just using it entirely for networking. Yes. Mm. (laughs) I'm I'm in town for a conference. (laughs) Let's have a drink. We can talk about the stars. Yes. That's how I fool all of them. Excellent. I love it.
1: I would say, though, that there is a lot of posturing. I would definitely be a lot more um, defensive of my work. The way you are pretty much taught uh, to discuss science is you're there to tell everyone in the audience that you're right, and if they disagree, they're wrong. It's But it's an issue, because uh, science is wishy-washy. We have a way to explain the whole universe uh, that is very limited, and yet it's one of the most Precious things that we have, and it's incredible. We are supposed to be apes scavenging in the savanna, and we can understand the universe. We can create masterpiece of music. Uh, it's it's incredible what we can do, but the way we interpret the world, we the way we talk about the world, that is limited and wishy washy. And I feel that uh, simply because our ancient uh, not really a whole brain needs to be told this is correct to believe it so it's uh, it's bad very <laughs> bad and uh, makes for a lot of um, you see mask for a lot of uh, facades uh, in uh, in science
0: so as a consequence of your decision to be out and always out have you noticed any changes in the way people interact with you or the way they treat you as a result of that, or possibly as a result of that?
1: Um, never had any major... Well, never had anything to my face, at least. I'm not uh, uh, an active scientist anymore, so maybe <laughs> uh, that had something to do with it, or I don't know, It's uh, that I cannot know. But I feel that uh, the people in my former uh, group uh, that I'm still in contact with, uh, they all seem to be still lovely, still very respectful and so I don't think that uh, my decision has truly impacted me negatively I think uh, if it did I don't know and everything that I have experienced since has been uh, for me very positive Uh, as I said I found uh, a niche in the bigger LGBTQ community and I'm so very fortunate to have found it
0: have you heard any stories from people that have come to you as part of STEM and said, oh my God, I'm so glad you're here. I felt so alone and so kind of isolated and things like that.
1: Yeah, there, there are a lot. About uh, two years ago, we started working on uh, the International Day of LGBTQ People in STEM that we nicknamed hashtag LGBT Day. <laughs> and uh, um, it was hugely popular with a lot of big organizations uh, trying their weight. Not their money, but their weight, which is uh, already enough. <laughs>
0: it's a start.
1: Yeah, um, behind it. Uh, and pretty much every, every time uh, we celebrate it, so we've done it twice, uh, we add people getting in touch, uh, either to say thanks, uh, a lot of people to give advice uh, on how we can improve, which is so needed because it's just a bunch of us from all over the world, uh, but... We are all doing this uh, in our spare time and any feedback is so appreciated. But we also had uh, people from countries where they cannot be out and uh, said, oh, I wish I could be out, wish I could uh, find a way. And I wish that we were like a multi-million dollar organization that I could just uh, give them grants and bursary to uh, to find... Uh, a way out but we just need to keep working hard and believe that we can change this terrible world or hope for a um, asteroid to eat us so <laughs> that's one way out i suppose yeah it's nihilism but with a twist of optimism
0: i think the important thing perhaps is to do something yeah cuz when you started you didn't set out to make it happen the way it has or to have the kind of impact or following the you just did the thing that was right in front of you and it has led you here
1: yeah um it's very much uh oh i'll do this i uh, hopefully it will be good hopefully i will make uh, the world a little bit better maybe i can help a couple of people and
0: and make some friends
1: make some friends yeah along the way, and. I don't know. It's uh, been very much uh, never thinking about uh, the wider picture. Even with uh, when we started uh, the Stem Day, the idea yes international, but we were literally talking with a few other organizations from Australia, States, Germany, uh, Britain, Ireland, and it was just like can we do some events and then we got some organization involved. So got to about. 30 events but it's not so never oh can next year go 60 nations no is can we maybe get 31 or <laughs> can we make those 30 bigger can uh, they be more um accessible can they have more intersectional speakers uh can we just get a little bit better it's because it's it's difficult uh, it's uh uh, it's a lot of hard work, uh, and uh, something that we get asked again and again is if we have like little jobs uh, that people can maybe dedicate uh, a little time. And uh, we're actually trying to work out a way to create something like that because most of like the events uh, or the thing we do requires months of planning. So, but there are so many people that. Uh, live very busy lives. There are PhD students that uh, they are in a huge amount of stress and they still get in touch and say, oh, can I volunteer with something small? I really want to do something. I really want to help uh, the community. And it's wonderful to hear. It's wonderful that uh, even people that are so much pressure still want to give something back. Hopefully we'll find something for them to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's really nice. And you're yeah, you're just doing a, you're doing what you can. And that's lovely. Yeah. And it's making such a difference, which is awesome. I would well, like to think so. Do you know if there have been any relationships kind of blossoming out of all of this? Have you have you brought some people together? Have you Ooh. have you met I nearly said have you made some love, but that's not quite what I meant.
1: That is a very good question.
0: I mean, we all know what gays are like. Some of them are bound to have shagged.
1: It will be without that. Like seriously, it's <laughs> and I would say I don't think it's just I don't think it's just the gays. Like you have uh, suddenly a increase of uh, hundred. Uh, I think last year was 175 queer folks uh, in a room uh, for an entire day, and then we go out for drinks. Uh, so, I could, uh, I won't comment, I will not name names, uh, but uh, I'm sure that there is has uh, been uh, hanky panky uh, oh going on.
0: Hanky and panky. Uh,
1: hanky and panky.
0: Mm.
1: Again, drawing back from my experience at conferences. Uh, and maybe that is c- completely different because all the conferences uh been were like very serious, straight conferences from the official societies. And I was always a slut. I mean, why not? Yeah, Ooh. it's just like, uh, hi. Oh, yes.
0: <laughs> yes, I would like to touch it. Thank you yeah. very much.
1: You're in a new city. You get all the adrenaline by presenting something. It's good if you feel that uh, your, your session is not going to... Your science session, than any any other kind of session, is not going to be very well attended. You go and it's like, Oh, I'm at the conference. Are you at the conference? too. oh, come and see me talk. Uh, oh, we can catch up afterwards. Uh, it's you do what you have to do for uh, interest and popularity. Every cons- conference I have attended has uh, always been uh, very good fun.
0: And I think that, I mean that's understandable. It's a very stressful job being yeah. being in STEM and you know, you need to have some time to pound it out every now and then and relax.
1: Uh, yes, uh, it's... Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that uh, there's been some... Uh, thank you, thank you, but I'm trying to be thinking about relationship uh, that have blossomed. Um, nothing comes to mind, so I don't think I've done oh. much cupiding. Just cupiding? yet. Just yet. I don't know if uh, you are lonely heart... Uh, and you are in STEM and you want me to introduce you to other lonely hard STEM people, get in touch.
0: <laughs> oh, that's nice. What advice would you give to someone who finds himself in a similar situation to you did, to where you're kind of lonely and lacking that community feel and that kind of thing?
1: What I'd say is that there is a community out there. I cannot think of an interest, niche enough uh, that you're not going to find queer people that uh, share the same interests. And you might only talk to them online and never meet them uh, in real life, uh, but that doesn't make them any less real. And I think it's very important that uh, everyone knows that uh, there is this big community out there. And within this big community, there are subsets which are Equally wonderful, equally brilliant, uh, full of lovely people. Uh, at least I like to think so. I said optimist with uh, a side of nihilism, and it's go find a community because every time I have some youngling getting in touch and say, "Oh, how can I uh, can I get involved?" I'm just like, "Oh my god, just be there." Like uh, um. There have been people asking for, uh, it's actually wonderful to see that we, over the last uh, five years, there have been so much changes, uh, and now there are people in their first year of PhD going like, oh, yes, this is great, I want to have all these changes happening at me university, what do you think I should do first? Not even like, oh, what should I do, uh, how can I help, no, no, no they have a plan and they're ready (laughs) to make it happen. And I'm just like, I'm in awe, absolutely awe. I'm just like, oh, again, I wish I had money to hire you because that's exactly what we need. And yes, go find people that uh, you share interest with and don't be shy. Never feel that, oh my God, those people are super cool and I'm not, I'm just too dorky. They're never going to talk to me. Just go and get in the the community, make your mark, even if it's little, even if it's just liking tweets or making every tweet, is, it matters. Everything matters.
0: Maybe you don't like everything.
1: <laughs> well, I knew that was going to <laughs> come back and haunt me, but we are still friends, so I think I won in the long run.
0: <laughs> you wore him down. Well okay. done. Do you have anything you want to plug?
1: I'm on Twitter as Dr. Carpinity. Uh, C-A-R-P-I-N-E-T-I. I am on Instagram as Dr. Carpinetti. I'm very proud of that title because I work bloody hard for it. And uh, the thing that I want to plug, uh, because otherwise uh, my husband is not going to be happy, is a podcast called The Astroholic Explains. And I have a blog called The Astrologic. And I do uh, live broadcasts uh, when I make cocktails and I talk about science. And in the podcast, it said uh, we have Chris, my husband, who's not a scientist, asking me questions on the spot, which I've not had time to prepare. And I try my best to give him an answer that is understandable. Cool.
0: And I can recommend it. It's very good. In fact, if you're one of my Patreon subscribers, you've already seen me recommend it in the newsletter that I send out to people who subscribe. So, yeah, follow The, follow the Astroholic Explains on your favorite podcatcher and sign up to my Patreon so I can send you an email where I just dribble on about nothing for five minutes. It's great. It's definitely worth the dollar.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely worth the money.
0: Oh, thank you very much. That was probably true. The repeatedly award-winning storytelling series created by me, Scott Flashart, to remind all of my queer brothers and sisters that we are none of us alone. You can find transcripts of every episode, links and other things at probablytruepodcast.com. There's additional content and other lovely stuff available to subscribers at patreon.com forward/probably true. And if you want to get in touch, just search probably True Podcast on the socials.
2: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better?